0: In 2002, a group of friends formed a fantasy baseball league. Head-to-head points with two matchups a week, and they called themselves the up-and-coming Hungry Young Tigers. This is not your typical league, and this is not your typical podcast. Welcome to the Outside Corner Fantasy Baseball Podcasts. Listen to discretionary advised. corner fantasy baseball podcast where we put the fantasy back in fantasy baseball this is johnny wolfenstein the general manager of the extra-dimensional wildebeests and that's it yep just me yep just me we'll get to that in just a moment but this is episode 23 of our third season and uh on this week's show um uh, guys I, i i have no notes I am literally here on a laptop with no internet connection. We're going to have some semblance of a waiver wire, movings and shakings, and uh, an evaporate segment. Wins and losses on the road to gold, and uh, we may have a bomb track of the week. Uh, yeah. Shut the fuck up! Quiet down in there, you asshole! Uh, all right, guys. I'm going to have to be a little quiet. I'll explain it all in the bomb track. But for now, social media. If you guys want to reach out, there's a few ways you can do so. On Twitter, at Outside Corner FB. And uh, what does that FB stand for? Oh, yeah, there's no one else here. Um, that FB would probably stand for fucking balls. Fucking balls, man. All right, if you guys want to reach out via email, outsidecornerpodcast at gmail.com. You want to reach out via Facebook, facebook.com slash outsidecornerpodcast. And if you want to join the fun of our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash outsidecorner. All right, well, I guess, I guess we got to kind of explain some things here. And I'm going to do that in the bomb track of the week because I think it's only appropriate because I have no internet connection. I, I literally, to get, to get some of the notes, I had to pay someone off to go scribble them down on a napkin for me. So uh, this is going to be a little interesting and uh, hopefully we'll uh, you know, have some good information for you guys. But uh, yeah, this is, this is <laughs> we've hit a new low here on the outside corner. We are literally reading off of uh, receipts. <laughs> the notes were scrawled on a receipt and I can't even read this person's handwriting. So this will be interesting. But for now, it is the bomb bomb your track. fist and flip your back. It's the bomb track of the week. Alright, this week's Bomb Track of the Week is uh, that fucking asshole you heard yelling at me just a few moments ago. See, what happened here is it is Players Weekend here in the Epicum and Hungry Young Tigers and so all the GMs were invited to attend this big party. It was supposed to be a party just for GMs we are leaving the players in control this whole weekend and so it was going to be a cruise out on the ship. There was going to be some some offshore gambling, all sorts of stuff. So I go to where I'm supposed to go. I take my flight. I get on, you know, I get on the pier waiting for the boat. Next thing I know, hit over the head with a fucking pipe. I'm unconscious, all right? Some fucking dude comes over, grabs me, throws me in a shipping container. You, You know those big, like, metal shipping containers? He throws me in a metal shipping container... You know, it sounds something like this. Door shuts. I'm in there. There is a, a bedpan. There is a, a, a rusty bottle of water. And a rotten apple. And that's it. And that's I, that's where I am. I'm, I'm, I'm in here right now. Um, I guess the only thing I could do for the bomb track is that guy's... Uh, he was really strong. And he threw me into the fucking shipping container really hard. And it hurt. So, uh... Yeah, well, worst bomb track ever. There you go. Worst bomb track ever. So uh, congratulations to that fucking asshole. Shut the fuck up, you idiot! Yep, that's the guy right there. All right, well, you know what? I think the only thing that could maybe make things a little bit better, a little better, is if I had some spy rock. Now, is that too much to ask for here? Can I get that going on this laptop? Well, you don't need the internet to, uh, to edit an episode, so... I don't know how I'm going to upload it, but I can at least edit it together and everything. Alright, so it is the free agent pool, roster, ads, trades, and exits, otherwise known as the f- 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 FapRate. Right. Did you just say sap Are you fapping it in there? Are you fapping it? No, I am not. I'm, do- I'm doing the... Um, fuck, never mind. This guy doesn't fucking understand anything anyways. All right, let's get to some exits. We'll get to the bad news first. So some, uh, some people got their walking papers, of course, this week. And uh, one of those was uh, Ross Stripling of the Wisconsin Cannibals. Lost his job because he went vegan, apparently. He refused to eat any flesh at all. He wouldn't eat animal flesh. He wouldn't eat human flesh, no flesh whatsoever. So he's relegated to the bullpen because of this. And then was giving his walking papers when no other cannibals wanted to eat him. They did not want to have anything to do with eating a vegan. And he no longer served a purpose. And he was uh, kicked off the team. But uh, Mr. Stripling, as a starter, 10K per nine. One walk per nine. That's pretty fucking outstanding. 1.12 1.12 WHIP and a 2.95 ERA, just a shade under three. So as a starter, he looked good. Now it's a it's a shame that uh, the cannibals, you know, put dietary concerns over over anything else, over on the field numbers and everything, because uh, you know he looked like he was pitching pretty good. But uh, Ross Stripling's altruistic stand got him in trouble and got him fucking fired. So. All right, Ross, well, uh, maybe someone else will pick you up and give you a a job starting. Maybe there's a a team out there that has an opening. Well, my team got in the act. Hunter Strickland was handed his pink slip. Now, he just got off the SFIL, that of course is the stupid fucking idiot list, and uh, because he was bossing all the other relievers around and was pretending the closer gig was his without even wanting or to prove that he deserved it. Now, as you guys remember, this guy was an idiot and broke his own hand. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's not just going to be handed the job and he was causing too many issues, so he was sent, sent away. Good fucking riddance, Hunter Strickland. Get the fuck out of here. Now, this portion of the exits, we're going to call it, it's so hard to say goodbye, because all of these players have been on their teams all season, and these are some players who have probably never seen the waiver wire in their entire careers. That would be number one up here is Felix Hernandez, King Felix from the Monsters. You name a stat, and it is most likely up from last year. At 32 years old, King Felix is more like 38 in baseball years, and his drop-off has been precipitous. At this point, it's really difficult to see him capturing any sort of lightning in a bottle. And this is the beginning of the end. I don't know if he's going to be able to reform his career, maybe become a reliever or something, but King Felix's time as 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 a fantasy asset as an asset, as a starting pitcher, is over. I think this is it. I think this is it, folks. So, uh, King Felix, uh, enjoy the waiver wire. I think you're going to be there for a little while. Also, another player who was given his walking papers, you Darvish. Yalu uh, got rid of him. And in what has to be thought of as a bust, Darvish was brought in early on in the season. I want to say like the second or third week in a blockbuster trade with the Bristol Pistols, and it just never paid off. He's been injured pretty much all year, and now he may be out even longer. So, Yalu just decided you know what? He's dead weight. We're going to get rid of him, ship them the fuck out. So, uh, Yu is uh, done for the year, and uh, he'll enjoy his time on the waiver wire. Another guy this is a this is an interesting one because he was drafted very high and had a lot of uh you know high praise coming into the season by most people, except for Dr. Joey Tron. if I recall correctly, he called this in the preseason he called this dude you know pretty much dropping a fucking deuce on the mound, and that would be Corey Knievel of the uh, the Winnipeg Sphinxes, so first half he was okay. First half 3.19 ERA opponents triple slash off of him was 202-311-404 alright? That's not what you want out of your best reliever or someone that you drafted really high so in the second half 7.24 ERA and opponents the opponents triple slash against him is 268-349-545 so this has this guy has just continually gone in a downward spiral. It's not looking good for Kniebel. And he also, on top of all of this, shit his bed and has been banned from his own house. Like literally, shit the bed. He got kicked out. He's gone. Another person, Irvin Santana. Once again, on the Winnipeg Sphinxes. He only started five games this year and had an ERA of when you have an era of 8.03 you don't need advanced stats to know that this guy fucking sucks irvin santana you are a piece of shit and i don't believe he's gonna play at all for the rest of the year so see you buddy enjoy unemployment line all right on to some happier times (sighs) happier times shut the fuck up you asshole all right, well, I guess I'm being too loud. So, well, I I got to do the show. That's that's the way things go here. The show must go on. I must continue. I'm in this fucking shipping crate. It is hot. as fucking hell in here. I am dying of thirst. And I need some food. And there's fucking nothing in here. All right, well, I, this is probably going to be a short one, guys. So I really apologize. But I, I got to find a way out of here. Maybe I can, uh, I don't know, there's a spoon in here. I wonder if I can... Dig a hole or something like that. Can you dig a hole in metal? I don't think so. All right, well, in the ads, we had some more closer movement. There's been a flurry of moves with closer in the last several weeks. And Kruger Creek Boilermakers picked up Ken Giles, the one eyed wonder. And aside from one game where he gave up five earned runs, Giles has actually been pretty good since the Boilermakers signed him. He's converted all six safe chances. And perhaps the change of scenery is exactly what he needed. Huh, imagine that. Ken Giles, doing, doing pretty well. All right, well, Kruger Creek is reaping the benefits of uh, signing this guy that was just out there on the waiver wire. Someone on the waiver wire that I recently signed was Dellen Batanzas. His flatmate, Aroldis Chapman, recently hurt his knee after a bad fall down a circular stairway in his house. Uh, there is an ongoing investigation into how this happened. Aroldis claims he was pushed, but no one has taken responsibility. and what I'm sure is completely unrelated news, Betances now has a chance to close. Hmm, interesting. So, you know what, we we took an opportunity, uh, we saw an opportunity, and uh, we took a flyer on this guy. And uh, you know what, maybe he'll get a few save opportunities and, and help out the team, We're, you know. We're heading, heading towards the, uh, the gauntlet, and uh, we could use all the help we can get. So, And another closer, Jeremy Jeffress, uh, was signed by the Winnipeg Sphinxes. And since Knievel shit his bed, both Jeremy Jeffress and Josh Hader have had to clean up his mess. Both shared the duty equally. <laughs> you get it? Although Hader seems to be better at cleaning up shit than Jeffress. Jeffress usually just adds more shit to the mess. So in this case, I think, despite Hader being uh, not the best guy, uh, he does clean up shit rather well. So I think he should be the head of the household. I think Jeremy Jeffress should just, you know, I don't know, find find a place, sweeping the floor or something like that. All right. So, Jeffress uh, was signed by the Sphinxes, and, uh, yeah, he's been, he's been cleaning shit. All right, Kendris Morales was signed by Gordon Beckham's Hate. Now, this guy is as hot as a fucking fajita plate right now, and the Hate are hoping to parlay that action into a little hate wave. As of this recording, like I said, I have no access to the internet, and... I'm getting notes passed underneath the door of the shipping crate with information. So, as of this recording, last thing I saw, he's homered in seven straight games. He is firmly entrenched in a battle for a spot in the random hot streaks on their next tour. Well, look at that, Kendrys. It's never too late to, uh, you know, be a rock star. So, that dude is so fucking hot right now. Uh but uh is it a random hunt streak or is it a, or is it a second half splooge i guess we'll find out all right and also as we normally do we got some up and coming hungry young tigers to talk about first up harrison bader signed by telly's porch monsters the master darth bader as he's, as he's been called has been playing much better as of, as of late in the second half he is hitting 297 his walks are up two percent over the first half Slug is up 100 points, and he is now playing every day. So I think the Monsters see something in this guy. He had a a cup of coffee with the trespassers and was uh, unceremoniously dumped. And uh, now the Monsters picked him up, and I guess they see something in this guy because uh, he has been playing better. Also, the Pistols made a move to sign Billy McKinney. Good old BM. Now, Billy the Kin McKinney... Has been getting some playing time recently and in a very, very short sample size, has impressed. In 25 plate appearances, he has walked 16% of the time. He's hitting a triple slash of 350, 480, 800. Now, I doubt he'll maintain his 1280 OPS and his strikeout rate is a not so good 28%. So... Looks like Billy the Kin might just be a BM in the waiting. For those of you out there who don't know, that would be a bowel movement. So, we'll see. For right now, the dude is as hot as can be, but, uh, you know, small sample size, 25 plate appearances. I don't believe he's going to keep that up. Billy McKinney. Yeah, there you go, buddy. All right. Well, geez, that's it. That's it for the fucking fat rate. That is it for the fat rate. You guys, all these fucking of moves, and this is all you could give me? Shut the fuck up, and we'll dump you into the fucking water, you piece of shit. All right. Well, guess I can't complain. All right. Well, uh, you know what? We don't even have a heart of the order because I, I don't, I don't even know what to talk about. I don't know what's going on. I know it's players' weekend. They're wearing these stupid fucking nicknames on their back. They're wearing these stupid fucking jerseys, like with these like neon colors. That's probably why they put us in these fucking shipping crates, because it is an eyesore and nobody needs to see it. Or not. Or, you know, or maybe they just, I don't know, maybe maybe, they're, maybe there's a ransom out on, on my head. wonder what it is. wonder how much I could fetch. Probably not much. This sucks with one person. <laughs> All right, but you know what? I, I think Tron is also one of these shipping carts, and if I could, you know, maybe get a, a tin can over to him, maybe he could talk. But uh, I don't know where he is. So we'll soldier on. And uh, now it is the—I guess we're going to head on the on the on the road. Uh, but uh, a shipping container. Is, is probably not going to drive very well on a road. I wonder if you could pull wheels on this fucking thing. That would be interesting. The road to gold. All right, we're hurtling towards. The Gauntlet. We only have, I believe, 10 more matchups before we get to the Gauntlet. And things are getting very tight. So, once again, we don't have the long, elaborate uh, recaps for you here. Because uh, they were just scrawled on a receipt paper. And I just have the scores. So I'll try to do my best. Match 40... My wildebeest beat the first place trespassers. You hear that, Tram? Huh? You hear that? Shut the fuck up, you asshole! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Alright, well, I can't gloat too much, apparently, but my beast did beat the trespassers, and we move a game closer to first. 154 to 144. Take that, Tron. I'm fucking 4-0 against Tron this this year. And he's not here for me to fucking gloat about it. God damn it. Alright, well the bit the, the, the Bistol Bristols, or the Bristol Pistols, as it were, they belittle and degrade the Boilermakers. Just uh yeah, they do degrade and, and, and humiliate and belittle them, despite Justin Turner's 20. What is this? Is this right? I, I, I can't tell if that's a nine or is it a three. You know what? Fuck it. Let's go with it. It is a 29 points for Justin Turner. But uh, it didn't matter. Uh, the Bristol Pistols still beat the Boilermakers 194 to 140. Yalu, he squeaks one out against the Rats. The Rat City Cycles. It's not the fucking Rats. I don't know why they wrote the Rats. A yellow squeaks out the win, 131-114. to 114. The Cannibals put a whooping on the Exposers, 162-91. The Winnipeg Sphinxes, looks like they embarrassed the second place hate, 96-79. Whoa! What a shitty game. Low scoring. In a battle between bitter rivals, the Urban Achievers... Barely, barely get by the Porch Monsters 120 to 114. All right, moving on to match 41. I quite literally hold on for dear life as my wildebeest narrowly escaped defeat 104 to 103 against those. Damn, Rat City Cycles. So we pull out another win here. Another big win. The Boilermakers do me a solid, and they beat Tron's Trespassers to get me one game closer to the top. 146 to 134. Thank you, Boilermakers. The Hate. They they apparently piss all over the Achievers' lunch. 188 to 129. The Exposers withstand a twenty. Five point from Anthony Rizzo to take the Duke 159 to 141 and it looks like that David Price trade is paying dividends for Sphinxy as his team defeats the jaw and pistols 133 to 98. you know we gave, we gave Sphinxy a lot of shit about that trade. It's uh paid, it, paid off huge. David Price has been amazing the last several weeks. All right, and in the final match of match of 41, we have the Wisconsin Cannibals and Ialu. They were tied at the end of regulation, but it took a very heated game of b- battleship. Is that, is that right? B- all right, apparently they had a game of battleship to settle the outcome. As Javi Baez sunk Carlos Carrasco's battleship to take the game for Ialu, 130 to 129. Woo! A lot of close ones in that fucking match. All right, well, uh, you know what? Since I do have the standings here written down on, uh, what is this, a uh, CBS receipt? Peanut butter cups? Uh, KY jelly? Condoms? And orange juice. Uh, that's all right. Well, it's kind of a weird combination of items, but sure, okay. All right. Well, let me run down the standings here real quick, since I have them. In the Piranha Division, there is a tie at the top. However, the tiebreaker goes to my Wildebeests because we have more points. So we are in first place right now in the Piranha Division. Breathing down our neck is Ialu. We're both at 27 and 15. And then three games behind us, we have the Urban Achievers at 24 and 18. The Kruger Creek Boilermakers sitting at an even 500, 21 and 21. Winnipeg Sphinxes, 18 and 24. And the Rat City Cycles bringing up the rear, 15 and 27. Now looking at the standings for Crazy Larry Division, we have once again, a tie at the top between Fort Weatherall Trespassers, Tron's team, and Gordon Beckham's hate. Now, Tron has the tiebreaker, so Tron is in first place. Both teams are 28-14, and 14, so that means the Trespassers and the hate are 28-14. and 14. One game behind them, we have My Wildebeest and Ialu, Escher's one-leg ups. We're one game behind the trespassers and the hate. Uh, finishing out the Crazy Larry Division, Wisconsin Cannibals 18 and 24. Bristol Pistols 16 and 26. Porch Monsters 15 and 27. And the Exposers also 15 and 27. And uh, they have the basement tiebreaker because they have less points. So as of right now, the Exposers are the last team in the entire league due to points, but we have three teams tied at the bottom. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But uh, um, yeah, things are really getting interesting. Just a couple weeks ago, Tron had a four game lead. That four game lead is evaporated. Well, I should say four game lead over me. I think it was a two game lead over Gordon Beckham's hate. But now he is dead even with Gordon Beckham's hate. Tron has lost four in a row. And Escher has won four in a row, and I think I'm four out of my last five, if I'm not mistaken. So, it's getting really tight, and as we get closer to the gauntlet, that's the last three games of the season, go what we do basically is we take the top four teams, and we do a round-robin tournament where they all play each other, just so we can have, if there's, you know, if there's any sort of ties, if if it's, if it's really close, it makes things a little bit more interesting. So, uh, really looking forward to the gauntlet. And as of right now, unless something major happens, the only other team that could possibly get into this, I believe, is the Urban Achievers. They have an outside chance. They're three games behind uh, myself and the One Leg Ups, and f- four games back from. The hate and the trespassers. So, it's going to come down to the wire here. Going to be interesting. So, oh man, it's fucking hot in this thing. <coughs> oh, and there's like some sort of gas seeping in now. Oh my god, what? What the fuck is going on? What, I don't even know why, it, why. are we in shipping crates? This is fucking stupid. This is. St- I'm gonna. I'm gonna fucking bang on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get them to open the door. Stop it! You fuck! We're gonna turn the gas on! Oh, shit. Alright, well, I better end things here, guys. I'm sorry. I apologize for the short show. I apologize for uh, uh, the lack of internet. Hopefully I can get this uploaded somehow. (coughs) (coughs) And as Tron would say... Peace, love. Uh.